God's Word is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. This is Will Rice, and First Light is a brief Bible challenge encouraging you to read God's Word, to think about God's Word, and to live it in real life. Perhaps back in September, you read the story of the British young man, or I should say the young man living in the UK at any rate, who chopped down a grand old ancient is the way the news story depicted it, and famous tree in a national park in the UK. He was in trouble. He was in hot water. Uh, it's a tree that was somewhat famous because of its appearance in the 1991 version of a Robin Hood movie. And so people were really up in arms. In fact, the news story that I read today said that one lady said she was iridescent about it. <laughs> now, I'm not sure, but I'm, I'm guessing the iridescent is just a fancy way of saying I am really angry. I am like on fire angry about this. Well, I thought about that as I read Judges chapter 6 today, because in Judges 6, we read about another man you might call Jack, Lumberjack. Uh, he was a man whose name means chopper or hewer, uh, by extension, perhaps warrior, a man that we know of as Gideon. In chapter uh, 6, verse 28, the Bible says of Gideon, an Israelite, that at God's command, he cast down the altar of Baal, which belonged to his, his uh, father, and cut down the grove that was was by it, that it was associated with, with the worship of this false god. Well, likewise, people were incensed. They were furious. They wanted to kill him. They were angry that he would go after the god that had actually led them away from Jehovah, and consequently was the very reason for so many of their problems that they had. You know, the problems went from bad to worse. Uh, in verse 2, we find that Israelites in general, and Gideon in particular, had an enemy. They were the, the Midianites, and they were, they were taking what they wanted from the Israelites. This was a consequence of Israel's sin. Uh, we find of more enemies in verse 30, where it wasn't the Midianites that were coming after Gideon. It was the friends of his father who were angry because Gideon had cut down the grove of Baal. Uh, in verse 11, we have fear. Again, fear of the Midianites. And in verse 27, we have more fear. The Bible says that Gideon was uh, fearful of his own father's household. So Gideon was a very unlikely hero. He was a very unlikely warrior. And yet, uh, in Hebrews 11.32, we find Gideon in the hall of fame of God. Or you might call this the hall of faith. Famously, when the angel of the Lord came to commission Gideon... The Bible says, And the angel of the Lord appeared unto him and said unto him, The Lord is with thee, thou mighty man of valor. Now, I can only imagine what Gideon thought when he heard those words. Mighty man, valor. I mean, Gideon didn't feel like he was any of those things. And yet, what God was saying was an indication of what God saw. What God saw was potential. He saw what could be. Now, this is a very interesting thing that I think you find here. You live up to your potential when you live up to your problems. Sometimes you think, oh, if I have a great opportunity, I need to seize that. I have a million dollars. I have a thousand acres. I have a lot of friends. I have great intellect. I have whatever. I need to be a good steward of this. Well, that is true, of course. But if you look at the Bible, if you look at history for that matter, but if you look at the Bible and certainly the Old Testament and certainly in the life of Gideon, what you find is that you live up to your potential when you live up to your problems, you know, so many, so many opportunities uh, that we, we admire today 
were problems when they actually appeared. Now, I'm thankful for a guy that has a thousand acres and says, hey, I want to use this as a Christian camp. God bless him. That's fantastic. Or a man that has a million dollars and says, I want, I want to use this for the Lord. That's, that's fantastic. Or someone that says, I have great abilities. I, I want to use these for God. Those are all wonderful things. But what if you don't have any of those things? You may never have any of those things, but something you do have right now, I'm going to guess, is you have a problem. You probably have more than one of them. And they're probably not something you look at as an opportunity, but Gideon's opportunities and Gideon's potential lay in his problems. And so you, you live up to your potential when you live up to your problems. Are you being a good steward of the problems that God has allowed in your life today? You don't have the money you wish you had. You don't wish... You don't have the health you wish you had. You don't have the intellect you wish you had. You don't have the chances you wish you had. You don't have the influence you wish you had. So are you being a good steward of the problems you have? You know, Gideon had a past. In verse 13, he says to the Lord, Oh, my Lord, if, if the Lord be with us, why then is all this befallen us? And where be all his miracles, which our fathers told us of, saying, Did not the Lord bring us up? from Egypt, but now the Lord hath forsaken us and delivered us into the hand of the Midianites. So you cannot simply base your actions and your future on what has been. They had been led by God and now they were deserted by God and he looked to his past. He looked to his own power. In verse 15 he said, uh, I'm from a poor family and I'm the least in my poor family. So I'm from a poor family and I'm the poorest guy in my poor family. God, I'm nothing. Verse 34 tells us that the spirit or but the spirit of the Lord came upon Gideon. So it wasn't Gideon's power. It was God's power. It wasn't God, Gideon's past. It was God's story. It was God's history. So potential is two things. God says in verse 14, I have sent thee. And in verse 16, he says, I will be with thee. I've sent you and I'm going to be with you. So two questions you can ask yourself today are these. Number one, what does God want? I've got a problem. I wish I had money. I have a problem. I wish I had influence. I have a problem. I wish I had better health. I don't have an opportunity as I would tend to think of them. Instead, I have a problem. So what does God want? And number two, what will God bless? Now, when I was thinking about this this morning, I thought this is a great, great little challenge. But Will, what are the problems you have? And are, are you going to... Are you going to live up to your problems? Well, that's where I think these two questions come in really, really crucial. What is it that God wants? I'm not suggesting you fly off the handle and, um, you know, go willy-nilly against your problems without a thought or a prayer. No, you need prayer. We need God's guidance. So what does God want? I know what my problem is. What does God want? And then what will God bless? God is a God of righteousness. So it, what, what? Will God bless? What do you have today? Well, Gideon had nothing but a problem, but Gideon responded to God in obedience and reminds us that you live up to your potential when you live up to your problems.